we all got some personal responsibility that we have as children of God. Amen. Because of what God has done in our lives. Um, not to uh, rehash again the part that I did this morning, but to give you the groundwork so we can move on from that point. I want to give you what the old Mr. Webster said um, is the uh, definition of responsibility. And according to Mr. Webster, the definition of responsibility is the quality or state of being responsible, being responsible morally, legally, and mentally. Hallelujah. And then it ends it up by saying to own, own full account ability. Hallelujah. Amen. That's one problem with a lot of folks today. Amen. In politics and religion and everything else, nobody's got any accountability no more. Amen. But it's time that the church step up to the plate. Amen. We are in a spiritual battle. We are in a spiritual warfare. Hallelujah. Amen. And we need to step up. Amen. So we can be ready and open to whatever God needs for us to do. Hallelujah. And as I said this morning, amen, when God wants something to done, amen, when God needs something in an area, amen, I want him to be able to count on me. Hallelujah. Amen. If there's something that needs to be done, I I want him looking down at me and saying, well, I'm going to have to go somewhere else because I know I tried him last time and he didn't pan out. I want to live my life, amen, not because I'm trying to work for my salvation because we don't work for salvation. We work because we have been saved by the grace and the power of God. Hallelujah. Amen. And I want to live my life accountable. Hallelujah. The other night in our watch night service, the both ministers uh, that we had speaking that night was talking about being accountable to one another and then, uh, and mentioned about uh, uh, being accountable to uh, the ones that God has put over you in the Lord. And, and I take that one step further, and I always do. I believe that every pastor needs a pastor. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe that we all need to be accountable. Praise the Lord. Amen. And our first message this morning, uh, undertaking responsibility in the kingdom, amen, is realizing your responsibility to God. Hallelujah. That, amen, amen, is the first message in this series, realizing your responsibility to God. And this morning, we talked about the first and the foremost responsibility, and that is to love Him completely. Hallelujah. Amen. And if He would... Put on the screen Mark uh, chapter 12, verse 28 and 30. I want to read that again. Amen. This evening. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 12, verses 28 and 30. Hallelujah. Amen. And one of the scribes came and have, um, and having heard them reasoning together and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered him, the first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. Glory to God, our first 
first responsibility to God this evening is to love him. Hallelujah. And not a halfway situation, but we love him with all of our heart. Glory to God. As I talked about this morning, there's a lot of people want to, amen, that have a divided heart. And they want to reserve a part for here. Amen. And say, well, God, I'm going to put you in this compartment of my heart, but you can't go nowhere else. Hallelujah. But how many knows that if we're going to really love God, hallelujah, we got to love him with our whole heart. Amen. Hallelujah to his name. Amen. The second responsibility, I'm going to move on from that. The responsibility we have toward God is we got to obey his word. Not only should we love God, but we should obey his word. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Hallelujah. A lot of people say, well, you know, I, I have so, so many problems still with sin and bad habits and, and situations. The psalmist David said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. There's an old saying that some of the old folks used to uh, uh, write in the back of books, Bibles. Amen. I remember that uh, 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 Darlene showed me one time uh, a Bible that she had gotten from uh, uh, from her parents, uh, and her mama had wrote in the uh, in the front cover of that book that um, uh, this book will keep you from sin, or sin will keep you from this book. Hallelujah. There's a lot of truth to that. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. But we have a responsibility to God the Father that we obey His Word. When you truly love God completely, amen, when you truly love God completely, there will be fruit of that love. What do you mean by that, Pastor? When you love God completely, there's going to be some sign showing somewhere that you love God. Hallelujah. I said there's going to be some signs. You know, I love it when I go out to eat, amen, and uh, into a restaurant, and occasionally you don't see it very much. Of course, we always do it, amen, but I love it when I go out to eat and I look across and I see, amen, somebody bow their head, amen, and giving grace and giving thanks to the Lord, amen, for their food. Hallelujah, and they're not ashamed to do it even in public. That's what I'm talking about. Hallelujah, if you really love God, there's going to be some fruit or there's going to be some signs, amen, to let the world know, say, hey, this man or this woman loves the Lord. Hallelujah. Many people who claim to love God never produce any evidence of their love. Hallelujah. And the foremost evidence of your love for God will be in your desire to obey his word. I love Jesus tonight with all my heart. But equally, I love his word. I love his word. Amen. I, I, I'm so thankful for his word. I watched a short video clip uh, last year, I believe it was, sometime. And Brother Bobby, the Bible class teacher this morning, was talking about, about China and uh, uh, how that Christianity is really growing and leaps and bounds in, in China. And I, I wanted to speak up, but um, I uh, uh, try to uh, give him uh, that time as he teaches the Bible class. It is true 
that the church in China is growing by leaps and bounds. But you got to remember something. The church in China is an underground church. It's not a church in open. You won't drive around the streets of, of um, uh, uh, China or Hong Kong or someplace over there like that and see a church house with, uh, with a sign out front, uh, amen, to let you know this is a church that worships Jesus Christ. They can't do that. Uh, most of the services, uh, you know, we all get kind of itchy, amen, if things get a little bit late over here, you know, Amen. But a lot of the churches I have, uh, I have talked to missionaries and I know people. Amen. A lot of the church services do not even start in China. Amen. To after ten o'clock at night, because they don't all they don't all just come in at one time. Some places that they go, brother Paul, there's there's one or two come in wherever they're going to meet, and then thirty or forty minutes later, one or two more. Amen. It takes, amen, an hour or two for the church to assemble together because they're trying to keep, amen, from letting the state know what they're doing because they would come in and arrest them all, amen, and have them all put in jail. But in that kind of circumstance, I remember the video that I saw last year, amen, where there was some Bible smuggled, in, smuggled into China in Mandarin um, uh, Chinese, uh, one of the languages and dialects is spoken there, amen. And when they opened that box uh, and it was filled with Bibles, uh, those people took those Bibles uh, and they held them up. They began to weep uh, and they began to thank the Lord, uh, amen, because, oh, man, it was like holding gold to them. We in America have become Christianized. We come desensitized. Amen. Hallelujah. We got Bibles thrown around everywhere. We don't love the Word of God. But I want you to know we got a responsibility to God to love and obey His Word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 6 verse 46. Words of Jesus. And why? Call you me, Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say. We got a responsibility, church, to obey his word, to do what his word says, not only be a hearer of the word, but be a doer also. Another scripture found in John's gospel, chapter 14 and verse 15. Look at what Jesus said here. If you love me, and remember we talked about Love as being a responsibility uh, that we have toward God this morning. And right here, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Now, I want to share something with you about that. When he said, keep my commandments, he wasn't talking about the Ten Commandments in the Old Testament. Hallelujah. When he said, keep my commandments, he's talking about his teachings, amen, that he brought to us under the new covenant. Uh, hallelujah. Those commandments, amen. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments or keep my word. Hallelujah. Amen. Hold it dear to your heart. Amen. I want you to leave here understanding tonight, amen, that as a child of God, you have a responsibility and I have a responsibility to obey. Obey his word. Can somebody say amen? amen? Hallelujah. If you love someone, you will have respect for what they say. Amen? The word of God may have been recorded by men, 
but it was authored by the Holy Ghost. I said the Word of God may have been recorded or written down by men, but the author of the Word of God was the Holy Ghost. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 21. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of men, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by what? By the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. That's why you better obey the Word of God. The Scriptures let us know that the Word of God is inspired by God. And that word inspired, it means God breathed. That's what the Greek word means, breathe. God literally breathed upon the pages of this. This can, I'm, what I'm holding in my hand is the very breath of God. Do you realize the importance of that? Hallelujah. We need to love it. We need to hold it high and lift it and honor it and obey it. You cannot love God if you do not respect and obey his word. We have a responsibility to obey his word. And listen to me, church. It doesn't matter, amen, if you read his word sitting on, sitting on your couch at home or hear the word declared, amen, from a minister of God. You must obey his word, but you have to take it as it is. You can't bend it. Come on, somebody. You can't reshape it or redefine it to suit your personal lifestyle. For it to be affected, if you want the Word of God to be effective in your life, hallelujah, then you must line up to it. I cannot expect the Word to line up to me. Hallelujah. Amen. If I want the Word of God to be an effective force in my life, I got to line up with what the book says. Hallelujah. Uh, I, I remember watching the documentary uh, several years ago, and um, I know maybe some of the young ones may not know a, a, about that, but uh, uh, if I call out the name Jim Jones, how many knows who I'm talking about? Hallelujah. Well, more than what I realized. Jim Jones was a preacher who got a congregation together and built up a pretty good following because he started out like many. He started out giving glory to God, and they were helping people. They did a lot of work like uh, uh, Tim Down does down at the Hope Center in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, they were helping people out, in the crowd, and the church was growing. People were coming. and uh, But he let power get to his head. And as everybody uh, knows, it knows the story, it wound up 969 men, women, and children, amen, were left dead there in Guyana drinking his mixture of poison Kool-Aid. They followed him to death. You know where they messed up at, folks? was that night that as he began to preach, he had the Bible in his hand, and he dropped it and fell to the ground. He says, you need to start listening to what I got to say. That was the time that everybody in that house should have got up and walked out. Hallelujah. Apostle Paul said, you follow me as I follow Christ. 
Hallelujah. I don't care who they are. If they might be your great granddaddy. Hallelujah. If they're not following Christ, you don't need to listen to what they're saying. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If I get up here and I'll preach to you something, I can't give you chapter and verse 4. Amen. You, you need to find out about it. Hallelujah. We can't. Listen, we're talking about our soul salvation tonight, church. We're talking about eternity. That's, that's nothing no more important than that. But you can't, so you can't love God and not respect His Word. And you can't try to bend it to suit you. You've got to line up unto it. Hallelujah. 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 17. <clears throat> Notice what that says. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. Now, ever since, let me stop right there. I'm, I'll finish that in a minute. Ever since the Supreme Court last year made their ruling about gay marriages, everywhere you go, you hear people declaring the judgment of God is going to fall. The judgment of God is going to fall. I believe the judgment of God is coming. I believe it's going to be a time of judgment. But I also believe what the book says, or where judgment is going to start. For the time is come that judgment must, notice that word must, begin at the house of God. Judgment's coming, but don't think it's just going to fall on Sodom and Gomorrah. It's going to come first to the house of God. Amen. It's going to begin at the house of God. And if, uh, and if it first begin at us, what shall be the end of them that, what, obey not the gospel of God? We got our responsibility, church, to obey his word. And then in the book of Romans, chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. But unto them that are contentious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, he says, indignation and wrath, tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil of the Jew first and also to the Gentiles. I'm going to tell you something. There's a bad day coming for people who fail to obey the Word of God. I don't want to be in that number. I don't want to be in that number. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to, amen, be those that obey. So that's the second responsibility that we have toward God is to obey His Word. Third and finally, in this message for this evening, and then we will move on to other aspects next week, by, uh, the Lord willing. Another responsibility, church, that we have is to follow His Spirit completely. We have to love Him, obey His Word, then we got to follow His Spirit completely. Those of us who are blessed enough to live under the New Testament era have a special privilege which the Old Testament saints didn't have. I'm referring to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is a source of strength and wisdom and enables us to live just as if Jesus was literally walking right by our side as our helper 24-7. When Jesus, y'all have to pardon me, I'm still got a little cough uh, after getting over that sickness, but 
when Jesus was on earth right before he, he went away, he told his disciples, he said, it's expedient for, for you that I go away. He said, because if I don't go away, the comforter will not come, which is the Holy Ghost. Amen. We understand that. But that word comforter, amen, the Greek word for that is paraclete. Hallelujah. And the word paraclete means one who is called alongside to help. Hallelujah. Amen. So the Spirit of God that he has given the church, amen, and every born-again believer, oh, glory to God, it's like you got Jesus Christ, Brother Douglas, walking right beside you 24-7. Sister, we're never alone. We're never alone. Hallelujah. He's always walking right there with us. But you know what? We have a responsibility because that Spirit is walking with us. We got to yield our lives to that Spirit. We got to be led by that Spirit. The third responsibility we need to consider is our willingness not only to be filled with the fullness of the Spirit, but to follow His Spirit completely. The only way for you to make sure that you are walking on the right path according to His will and His Word is to be led by His Spirit everywhere you go. Romans chapter 8, verses 12 through 14. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. Hallelujah. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you through the Spirit do mortify, and that word mortify means to kill or destroy, mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. Hallelujah. Look at this. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Hallelujah. Brother Paul, we got a responsibility to allow ourselves to be willing to be led by God. Because if you, and, and, and let me, I don't, we, we got, uh, we, I don't know, uh, uh, we got several ladies here tonight. I don't know which we have the most of, ladies or men, but, but I want you to know something. That word sons right there, amen, the Greek word is weos. And it actually, it actually, it's a neuter term, meaning, as some, some newer translations put in there, children of God. It's not just men. It means everybody. It means everybody. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God. Oh, hallelujah. So it's important that we're led by His Spirit, even though... But follow me now. Here's where some people, amen, get off track. Even though you have been born again and God has used you to a certain degree does not mean you are automatically going to be led by the Spirit. Sometimes we take too many things for granted. Hallelujah. Sometimes we take too many. Just because you've been born again, amen, and God uses you, I've been born again, and I, I'm used by God, but that don't mean it comes automatically that I'm always being led by the right spirit. There are many spirits. Hallelujah. 
And if we're not be careful, we can get sidetracked. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. So even though you've been born again and God uses you to a certain degree, it don't mean that automatically you're going to be led by a spirit. What the verse is saying, for as many as, as are led by the Spirit of God, they're the, the sons or the children of God, what that verse is saying is that you will be willing to follow his spirit if you are, in fact, truly his child. You're not going to argue about it. Like it's what I said a while ago. Amen. I understand and know that we're saved by, by grace, hallelujah, and not by works. And I don't work because I try to get saved. Hallelujah. I believe in the finished work of Calvary. Hallelujah. Amen. But because what he has done in my life, what he's done for me, I've got a desire. I want to work for him. I want to live for him as best as I can. So just because you, I don't care how long you've been saved, it don't mean it's going to always come automatically that you're going to be led by the Spirit of God. <laughs> uh, let me ask one of my deacons, Brother Doug, is it all right for me to get a little personal to, right now, get a little closer? Hallelujah. I might not want to do it because we had more here this morning than we have tonight, and I Brother Paul done told me, other deacon over there says, maybe I got a little too hard, but hallelujah. Okay, here goes. I mean, I studied and prayed, and God gave me this message, so I guess I better preach it all, ain't I? Hallelujah. Okay, here it is. Watch your toes. There are many stubborn saints who still deep down inside have feelings which are way too independent from the Holy Spirit to lead them anywhere. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Simply because they refuse to follow His perfect will. Hallelujah. And I, sometimes I have some, um, some people admit me, yeah, I, I'm an independent person. My, my, my mother has been, been gone for a long time. Her birthday was on the 4th of July, and she had a favorite saying all her life. She said she would, she would stomp her feet, and she said, Bless God, I'm independent because I was born on Independence Day. Sometimes we can be too independent to allow the Spirit of God to lead us the way the Spirit of God wants us to go. Come on, somebody. We cannot be overly stubborn and say, Well, you know, I'm going, I'm going to do this regardless. I don't, I, don't, I don't care what the preacher preaches, amen, and whether or not he's got a scripture for it or not, amen, I'm, I'm still going to do this. I've always done it. Be careful about that stubbornness. Hallelujah. Amen, because you're allowing yourself to get, not following the Spirit of God, but you're following your own spirit. And I'm going to give you a scripture uh, about that just here in a second, right before I close. You see, again, I need, well, let me, let me say this. Let me, let me read, let's read John chapter 16 and verse 13. The words of Jesus again, he said, How be it when he, the Spirit of truth, here we're talking about the comfort again, the Holy Ghost. How be it when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into A-double-L all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that he shall speak, and he will show you things to come. 
But some people take that and they use it and they take it for granted. Because I need to emphasize again that even though the Holy Ghost is here and available to lead us and guide us, it does not mean it comes automatically. There are, again, many stubborn saints who refuse to yield their self totally to the will of God. You see, I believe, and you have heard me preach, I believe there's God's permissive will, and then there's God's perfect will. And there's a big difference in the two. Hallelujah. Uh, And the best way I know to give you an example of that is, of God, the Bible says that God is not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. So from that verse, Sister Moore, we know that it's not the will of God for people to die lost. It's not in His perfect will, in His perfect plan, but He will permit it. After what He gave us, And what he did through us through Jesus Christ, if we reject the gospel and reject grace, hallelujah, amen, it's very well possible. So it don't come automatically. Even, (laughs) I talked to you about how that we get to follow our own spirit. Do you know, even, even prophets of God, ministers of the gospel, as I talked about Jim Jones a while ago, they can get off and follow their own spirit. The last scripture for tonight is found in Ezekiel chapter 13. Ezekiel 13 and verse 3. Uh, the, uh, the former pastor, which was the founder of this congregation back in 1948, Brother S.L. Hale, this was one of his favorite scriptures. I had heard him quote this a many a time. He said, Thus saith the Lord God, Woe unto the foolish prophets that follow their own spirit and have seen nothing. Woe, now he's talking, now he's, he's getting close to home where I live there. Let's me know that I have to be careful. But we all have got to be careful. We shouldn't take nothing for granted. Amen. Just because we've been saved and we've got the Holy Spirit living within us does not mean that you're going to always automatically follow the leadership of that Spirit. But one of the responsibilities that we have because we have been saved by God, amen, is to follow His Spirit completely. Hallelujah. That covers the fullness of this message realizing your responsibility to God. There's other things that we could add to that. But these three main responsibilities that we have, love him completely, obey his word, and follow his spirit completely, those are things that you and I are responsible for, that we are accountable for. Amen. And we need to, uh, to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.